Well, here we are, Claude. Here we are. <laughs> week, uh... Week seven. Week seven. Are you sure about that? I thought last week was week seven. This is part of our, part of our routine. I'm going to guess seven. Okay. I'm thinking it's eight. Okay. Because I think you said seven last week and you were right. Okay. So Week seven, eight. Seven plus one. Yep. That's, seven plus that's one. That's how I arrived at that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good logic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, this past week, we did the examine. Yes. Did you do the examine? <laughs> I did. Yes. Yes. I was trying to count in my head to see if we're eight. Yeah. Examine. So, um, yeah, just an o- overview. Uh, yeah, did you do it? I did. Yeah. I okay. didn't do it every day, but I did it. I think I hit most of the days. Um, okay. Well, what did that look like for you? What was your practice? Yeah. So for me, it was at the end of the day, um, having somewhere around five minutes to ask, to ask two questions uh, at the end of my day. The two questions I really used for this were basically, um, when did I feel like, where did I, where did I see, feel God's presence in my day? And, and, and another way to think of it is like, where was I most like aware or connected to God during my day? Yeah. And then, where, what I did. and then, yeah. And then where was I like least connected, disconnected, or where was I basically like self-sufficient in sin today? Basically, yeah, it was, yeah. so basically, where was I most connected with God? Where did I sense His presence, and where, where was I, you know, choosing by where my were choices? You awful? <laughs> yeah, where, <laughs> yeah. Where, I mean, which basically came down to like, where was I sinning? Where was I kind of yeah. turning away from God in my thoughts or my actions? Yeah. So those are the two questions I, I I used. So how many days did you do it? Um, it's been a week. I would say probably four or five. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, it wasn't. It was enough for me to. And, and as I mentioned last week, I had done this before and had tried to had the intentions of making this a regular practice um by god's help i was able to do it enough this week where i'm basically saying this is something that i'm going to keep doing this um, is yeah wow. it's something that i need to keep doing yeah so the examine passed the clod test it passed the clod test which wow. doesn't mean doesn't mean <laughs> a lot um it, what what that really means is that it's easy enough to do for me yeah and it has a major benefit because i've tried to keep this as a practice before well like did um, you have did you did you write it down or were you just thinking through it i thought through it but i wrote it down one day um okay. and i think part of me feeling like this is something that i need to keep doing would be uh was also seeing how one how easy this is to do how fruitful it is and how helpful it is um maybe not every time but sometime to actually write those answers down um and i mean when i wrote it down in my journal I mean, it probably took me 90 seconds, yeah. but it was really like actually putting it down on paper that I was connected to God today. Just like I felt God's presence through the joy of just interacting with people at church uh, and on Sunday nights and just like the energy and excitement and just like yeah. enjoying meeting new people. Like that's where I felt God's kindness and presence. Cool. And then where I felt his absence was me being irritable about something that went wrong in my house. And like just writing that down tangibly, I think it was just like really helpful to like get it out of my head Yeah. and being like, okay, yeah, these are, these are like real things. Um, real so, ways God was present, real ways I was choosing to walk away from that. So realizing that though, did that affect your approach to the next day? Like what's the point? I don't think it I don't think it affected the approach to my next day in a super conscious sort of way. I think I think writing down irrit- being irritable as one of the ways that I was stepping away from God's presence um, and not walking with God through my day, it just reconfirmed to me that like, yeah, that is like that is a um, that is a besetting sin for me. And yeah. so it just it just made it concrete like through that reflection. And so I think it just helped this practice helped me the days that I was doing it 
just help me to like we talked about it before not sort of sleepwalk through my days but actually like become a little bit more aware of like what's happening in me in a heart level yeah um and so i think for that alone it's just going to be helpful to keep and because i think i think the difference between sort of having morning prayer and having evening prayer and then something like the examine at the end of the day is that it sort of functions as a guarantee that your sort of evening prayer includes reflection yeah as opposed to just sort of a an evening prayer that's like lord thank you for this day like da 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 you you may do some helpful reflection uh you may not if you're like me you probably won't um and so this sort of builds in that safeguard so you probably won't probably won't do reflection yeah if i pray at the, praying at the end of the day i'm not going to intentionally without Reflect. something like this god. i'm not going to think where was where were you present god where was i absent from you god like i'm not going to intentionally think that without gotcha. this gotcha so i guess what's the cash value for you then just the reflection part just to say just kind of become more aware yeah the structure the structure okay. the structure that builds in reflection that i think for many people they're gonna they may do that on their own without this sort of discipline i think for me i i benefit from like these are the two questions i need to think through at the end of my day yeah. like i benefit from that structure that's simple but also guided enough to make sure that i don't just sort of short circuit that process so how long did it take you on average five minutes yeah short when you're not writing it down it was quick when i wasn't when i I mean even when i wrote it down it was quick i mean like i I think the other thing that was interesting is when i thought through these two questions the answers came to me very quickly and very clearly Hmm. it wasn't like hmm where was god today or hmm where like i wasn't like i had to rack my mind or i was like i once i took the time to like sit and think through these questions. It and, came to you pretty and pre- Yeah, it was like, it's obvious. Yeah. And I think that was another thing that alerted me to how helpful this practice is. It's like, these are things that are sort of like under the surface. And just by asking them, they sort of bubble up. Yeah, So I like that. I, I was, yeah, I was really helped. So I'm going to try to keep this keep this thing going. How about, how about for you, Seth? What, I th- what I are think, your thoughts? I think I'm, I may try and keep it as well. I think um, I did enjoy the exam and I thought, uh, you know, like we were talking about last week, just this whole sleepwalking deal where you yep. just go from one day to one day and you just, you know, you never reflect, you never really actually digest what took place in order to, like for me, that's what I was asking in the cash value for you. I like that. That's just, it gives you a greater self-awareness of like yes. these different things that are in your heart. Um, and for me, like being, you know, I'm super ADD and just, you know, latest and greatest seven on Enneagram, all that stuff. Right. Uh, it's just like, man, I, I need structure to reflect like you're you're talking about same but those reflections in order for me to actually continue that like needs to actually change something the next day Mm -hmm. you know and try something new (laughs) right Uh, because for instance like when I was going through this I did I probably did it I think I did it five nights where just the end day I asked those same two questions you know where did I really sense the presence of God working through me and where did I, where was I just a terrible human? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know, where did I fail? And I think, um, I wrote a couple of them down. Like I found out <laughs> for a couple of the days I, on my way home from work, I would almost intentionally disengage and just like listen to like a sports podcast or something like that. Yeah. And man, I, I think for my life in particular, like the past two to three months have been a really sweet time in the Lord. For me, uh, I really have been walking with him deeply and consistently. And I, I realized through the examine that, man, when I, when I threw that in, it sort of jolted me out of 
out of this uh, spiritual awareness, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not, not saying there's anything wrong with listening to those things, but I know like for me, like when I went into my house, I wasn't entering into my father husband role in the best possible mind frame. You I know? see. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in the morning, what I was realizing now, like, instead of listening, even to, if it's a book on tape or whatever, it's not necessarily bad things, you know, it's not like you're just listening to, you know, gossip radio. It's not, you know, it's like you're trying to grow and you're trying to learn. But I found like even those things on the way to work were not, uh, not really setting me up to have like a, a really, I don't know, a, a really, uh, disciplined day in the Lord. Yeah. And so like, switch that and whether it now it's just either silence or music in the morning. So the examine helped me realize that like when I'm, when I go there, I'm not really setting the mind frame entering into work and I'm not setting myself in the mind frame going home yeah, because I use those sense. car rides to sort of jolt myself out of walking with him, yeah. you know, and sort of take my attention away from him. Um, and for some people they need to do that. Like they need to just like, they need a break and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, the examine kind of brought that to my attention. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and the other thing I realized was I was really setting myself up for, like, hectic mornings because I wouldn't wake up a lot earlier than my kids. Yeah. I would almost, you know, a lot of times just when they wake up, I wake up. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, hard, that's a hard one for me, too. Yeah. But we talked about that before of, like, the yeah. diff, like if you can <laughs> wake up before your kids, yes. gather yourself, yes. all of those things. And, and sometimes that battle... Uh, that battle cannot be won because, you know, <laughs> just depending on how old your kids are. Right. But uh, but a lot of times it can be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, like last night, man, my son woke up with a fever at 3.30 exactly. in the yes. morning and he yeah. was up all night. Yeah. So that's yep. not a typical night. But I was realizing, man, when I woke up at when I wake up at 6.30, 6.45, when my kids wake up, you know, I was I was a way lesser graded father yeah. for that hour of getting them ready for the day and all that stuff than I was when. And I had done this before, waking up early and. Uh, spending some time with the Lord and then entering into that role kind of from a more, uh, more equipped mind, mindset. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, man, the examine kind of brought those two things to my attention and which were extremely helpful for me because cutting them out really helped. Yeah. Um, and, and changing those processes really helped. Um, and then I just saw like, man, I, I really felt most connected and this is kind of strange, but when I was challenged in my faith and I had to stand firm in truth, um, was good. So it was like a, it was a really, it was a pretty difficult weekend with just with some relationships that I'm part of. And, um, man, just really sense the presence of the Lord, you know, when you are, when you're standing for what's righteous mm, and what's right that's good. and you're not willing to just like, uh, I don't know, give in to relational pressure or something like this, just to appease somebody. Yeah. Like you're walking in the, in the truth of who you are and who you've been made to be and all yeah. that. Um, and it was good, man. That really firmed my faith, uh, which the examine then leads me to think, like, gives me a greater boldness to enter those situations. Hmm. If I would have just done those things and not reflected on that, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Moving yes, into the next ha- time, yes. I might feel hesitation. Yes. But now I can remember, hey, you last can time connect I did this. It, you could connect it to feeling God's yeah, presence. Absolutely. Because, yeah, that it, makes that a lot of huge. sense. That was huge. Yeah. So now there's like it's a It's like a debrief. B- a yeah. debrief that brings further reinforcement, encouragement, yep. shows the value. Yeah. So yeah. now, I mean, going in those situations next time, there's I'm going to remember. Hey, yeah. remember when That's this so happened? Good. I cognitively was aware yes. the Lord moved in this, and he was close. Yeah. You know, he was with me in these times. So it was cool, man. I, I really liked going through the exam and the, the five days I did. I, I don't think I did it Saturday or Sunday night, um, but I did the others. But just like you're saying, 
it creates a self-awareness and it creates an awareness of things that you did during the day that you would just normally just forget about, but yeah. that are important that kind of define who you are and define how you're wired and things to watch out for and things to totally. feed into and all totally. that stuff. So I love, I actually really liked it. Same. Yeah. This might be uh this might be the chief, uh, the chief champion at the, at this point. <laughs> I know we've had some other ones that have been really helpful. Yeah. And Vizio Divina was high. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's your favorite. That's, that's your, that's always my go-to. Yeah. That's your, yeah. It's you my got, go-to you got that line. on a, your bump, bumper sticker on the back of your car. Uh, well, okay. So here's the deal for those that are listening. Do you have anything else to say about examine? No, I, w- I, I love the way you unpack that, man. And the it way was you, cool. Yeah, that, I, yeah, I just, I concur, and, and I think that's just a, such a helpful way to frame it. I think the cool thing about both of our experiences is it hits two sort of different approaches, where one's like you're, you're, coming, you're becoming more aware of like, like some of the things that exist in your heart that bubble up to the surface yep. that you can be much more aware of you know, as you kind of live into Christ and all this stuff. And the other's like, what are some actual physical actions that you're doing Yes. That you don't know, you're unintentionally kind of breaking your communion with God. Yes. Um, so I thought it was cool. Yeah. 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 Same. Uh, all right. So we're moving on. Um, the next, uh, the next one in the book. If you're following along, the book is actually iconography, um, which I mean has a lot of baggage in the uh, reformed, <laughs> uh, modern, you know, yeah, Reformation Church, in American sort of use the term evangelical you know, loosely, right. but I think that's, that's not something that we're used to. That's more of a kind of Eastern Orthodox. Yeah. Um, so, so Claude, Claude and I were talking about this earlier. Claude was, uh, had a great way of putting it. It was like, man, we could do this, but it would take a really long time to explain the ways to properly do it. Um, but why don't you, why don't you just share briefly? Like, I know you've been reading that now in book, um, yeah. and that can be, so we'll just kind of briefly hit on iconography, but then we're going to move right into journaling. Yeah. So I think with, with, um, I think with iconography, um, yeah, it would take a, quite a bit of time to unpack. I think there's some ways of, of doing that that would not be helpful. I think there's some ways you could do that that are helpful. Essentially, it's really just this idea of looking at sort of um, icons in the church has displayed in iconography, as displayed in like historic paintings, and uh, and kind of having uh, reflecting on those paintings and, and kind of thinking through what are those examples of these men and women of faith, uh, how does that inspire me to be faithful to God in the present? And and so it's really sort of um, kind of like looking at art and and reflecting on it. And yeah. that's that's all fine and good, but I, we wouldn't kind of hold that on the same plane as some of these other spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so so for that reason, we're we're kind of jumping over that. Um, I will well, say though, there are some helpful ways in which, like looking at paintings of. Uh, images of faithful men and women of God or, or, um, or past believers is, is inspiring, is an encouraging, yeah, and some is of the art helpful. Created by some of that art is beautiful. Believers is amazing. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's an incredibly moving. Um, like I saw a recent, um, a recent picture of people who had been, uh, who had been, uh, martyred in the middle East, um, you know, kind of going towards their sentencing and someone had taken that modern picture and they had painted it in the style of some of these kind of ancient church icons. Uh, and so it kind of has this sort of Eastern Orthodox painting and style. And it was, I mean, it's beautiful and moving to look at. And yeah. it's deeply encouraging to see the sort of uh, resolve of faith on the face of these men and women. That's and so cool. things like that, like looking at that, like that is that is deeply encouraging and inspiring for us in our faithfulness to Jesus. And so things like that, like that's that's totally cool, but we wouldn't sort of build it out as the same kind of level of spiritual discipline to some of these other categories so in your uh in your best explanation condensed into a minute or less what's been the hang-up with iconography 
I think the hang up with iconography would be um I think it's a discipline that that can that's valid um depending on your your tradition I, I think it's valid but I think it's uh you think of like how disciplines are tethered towards scripture and I think some disciplines are that that link to kind of practice in scripture or even things derived from scripture is a little bit looser than some other ones uh-huh. um and so I think this one's just a little bit looser and so it just takes sure. a little bit more uh precision and, and guidance to sort of do in, in a healthy way. Um, yeah. And for some people, not at all, but I think for our purposes, it, it would just take take a little bit more time yeah. to kind of unpack and guidelines and, and just to help people. Yeah. It, it might just be a little bit too far out of the comfort zone. Yeah, I do think it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of deal. It's yeah. Like it's, there are some things within it. For sure. But I think, you know, the hesitancy to attach iconography to idolatry like idols physical idols yeah. that they used to have yeah versus physical you know representations that were like are you worshiping that thing you know are you worshiping the statue or whatever that was that's been like a big hang up in the you know the evangelical you know frame of mind but yeah um yeah, yeah it I, can be. I think if you're reading the book i think it's worth reading and if that's something that the lord's telling you to go into like as you're walking with him and you're sensing that that pool go, you know, and see what the Lord does. You know, yeah, that I time. think I think that's the other thing too is you know, the way she addresses it. We would probably have to read the whole chapter to everybody to kind of explain what right. nuance stuff like that. And yeah. so I think it's just I'm not gonna read the whole. We're not gonna read the whole chapter <laughs> to you guys. Um, I think I think we're gonna just jump over that, and you know, there's there can be some benefits, but you yeah. know, also wisdom and discernment yeah. and all that. But thanks for explaining that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, journaling. Uh, what journaling. is this? <laughs> what never heard of this? Journaling. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are familiar with this. This is just a way of sort of, um, it's kind of attached to the examine in some ways in the sense of just... Yeah, they're closely it's an, related. Yeah, it's just a way of uh, of reflecting um, and, and sort of, uh, you know, you think about... Um, Paul's charge to Timothy to watch your life and watch your doctrine. You know, the examine is a sort of a, a way to watch your life. Um, journaling is sort of a way to watch your life yeah. in, in the sense of just... Uh, cataloging, reflecting, um, writing down, thinking through all the ways in which God has been faithful, all the ways in which God is with you, uh, taking stock of how you're feeling, writing down problems, writing down prayer requests, uh, writing down prayers. Like you're just, you're just journaling your life. You're kind of having a running, uh, written dialogue of what's happening in your life and in your heart and in your faith. And do you uh, do this already? I do. I haven't done it as much. Um, over the last probably six months, but I have journals going back from 2009. So, and <laughs> I say this cause I'm, uh, I'm not great. What's been your, like at your most consistent, how often do you journals like daily? Is it multiple times a day? Is it once a week? What do you, what's your goal at my most consistent? I think I was journaling probably a couple times a week. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's good. Cause it kind of alleviates this pressure. You need to journal every day and you know, yeah, and I think that's I think that's the pitfall with journaling is I think, um, and I've experienced that, and I think from talking to folks, um, I mean, just like trying anything new, that idea of like kind of going from not doing it at all to doing it all the time, yeah, and then being disillusioned when that doesn't happen, and right. then you never do it. Um, I think it's, I mean, if you journaled once a month, think of this: if you just journaled once a month, you could look back at the year and you would have twelve. 12 things that sort of Stuck outline out. how you, yeah, 12 kind of things of remembrance. Like that, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so that's a good word, Claude. Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, so I'm waiting so, for that. Yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think, you know, whatever you do with journaling, I think it's just like just doing something is yeah, really helpful. Great. 
whether whether you do it all the time or just every once in a while. Yeah. What? Uh, so, like, when you have journaled in the past, what are the, like the biggest, I don't know, benefits that that come across to you? I mean, so I think the immediate thing that, that I think of, I was looking at one of my journals the other day, and I was, um, and I actually journaled for the first time, I think, in like three weeks, and I was looking at it, and I flipped back to uh, this time last year. And was able to just like read like, oh, like, okay, I forgot I was feeling that. And I looked back through what was happening in my life this time last year. And I realized like, wow, there was a lot going on. Like there was a lot happening in my life. And yeah. like, I don't know if I realized it at the time that there were a lot of different moving pieces. Yeah. And like God, God sustained me through you that. You did have a busy it, year. It was faithful. It was a busy year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think one of the immediate benefits is just sort of having that track record that you can go back and look upon. Um I think the other benefit is sort of like the examine. It's a writing is sort of a different. It forces you to think in a different way. It forces you to process things differently. Right. Uh, you may through writing, you may get out certain emotions that you didn't know you had or you were feeling until you stop and sit to write them down. So yeah. I think there's a lot of benefits there. I like the way um, I like the way Calhoun even defines defines journaling and then talks about the desire for doing it. She says that journaling is a tool for reflecting on God's presence guidance and nurture in daily comings and goings journals can be kept regularly uh, or during time of transitions and she says the desire of journaling is this is to be alert to my life through writing and reflecting on god's presence and activity in around and through me and others yeah um so so i think those are really helpful a lot a lot of benefits come from it yeah i, I know uh and people do it differently i think um a lot of times when I've done journaling, it's been like sort of a recap. Here's how God moved here, stuff like that. Um, but like for my wife, she loves to write her prayers. Yeah. Um, so that's the way she really in, uh, gets the most out of journaling is like it allows, like you're saying, it processes your thoughts a little bit differently and gives you some time to give your mind space to sift through all the stuff to get it on paper. So what you get on paper is like, you know essentially what you're what you're trying to say yes you know it kind of declutters yes um and so my wife really gets a lot out of that um yeah so is what do you do typically are you like a recapper are you like a prayer like in your journal i've done a little i've done a little bit of both um i yeah i'll recap a little bit um i'll record something like a highlight like man this was an awesome day or um this is what's going on thinking through this decision don't know don't know what to do here are these kind of options so uh, mine, mine's kind of a grab bag of a lot of stuff um i have enjoyed at times writing prayers for my kids yeah, um and yeah. i actually heard from um i don't i think i don't think he would mind sharing this uh but johnny one of our worship leaders who actually has a journal for each of his kids and writes prayers for them and that you know yeah. all the time and then you know plans to you know at the right time you know share that with them and right. all that sort of stuff that just those sort of ways i think are a lot of different cool um means to do journaling so i'd love to incorporate some more of some more kind of written prayers for my children as part of my journaling um yeah, i like you know, that. practice like that that's i think really it'd just cool. be cool it'd be a cool thing to to be able to preserve and share with them at some point that's really cool yeah I, and I, I think a lot of times the reason i stopped journaling is because like man i need to take an hour and like write yeah. down a lot of information and yeah. you get a page or whatever yep i think uh even just sitting here talking to you, like you're saying once a month or anything like that is like, man, even if it's just sitting down to, Hey, let me get three or four sentences down about what happened today Yeah, it's good. as a refresher. That's like good. even that you're standing here a year later, you look back, those four sentences will probably trigger what happened, like, Totally, you know, and help you remember your, your experience. So 
I think that's going to be my discipline mixed in with journaling is like just remove the pressure of feeling like you need to perform. You know, you need to get a certain number of words or certain fill a certain amount of page or whatever. Just to like each day cognitively put some words on some paper. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are you yeah, laughing? Think, no, I think that's a good. I just it made me think of something funny in my head. Um, <laughs> I thought of something <laughs> this big funny. Big mic covers up half your face. I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's just helpful advice because I think you can journal with shorthand. You don't have to. You don't have to say everything. Yeah. You can just get down a few thoughts. I know for me, sometimes I think through when I'm journaling, <laughs> and this shows you uh, just being self-absorbed um, in the ways I can be that, be that, but thinking through, Hey, when I die, someone's going to read this, you know, yes. <laughs> like, so I want this to sound really right. like, I want to use a cool, like big <laughs> word here. And just like, yeah. like, but that's not, that's not the point. And, yeah. and so sometimes I have to get out of my own head a little bit. Um, but and I you'll think, be dead. So what do you care? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think just getting, I just, I think just cultivating the practice is just going to be so, it's, it's so, it's so rich yeah. and informative. So, this will be good. I think the way that I want to try to do it, I like that she lists, um, Calhoun lists like seven sort of ways that you can go about this. Yeah. Um, I, I would be curious to hear which way you want to try to tackle or if you're going to do sort of more a broad one. I think I'm going to, uh, since I sort of journal a little bit already, I'm going to try to keep that up. But I think I'm going to try um, what she suggests as sort of her fifth potential exercise for this, which is making a journal for a child, a parent, or a friend. Um recording significant events or in your prayers for them. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to journal prayers, uh, for my kids along with sort of doing my kind of once or twice a week personal journaling. So that's, that's how yeah. I'm going to try to tackle it this week. Yeah. I like that. Um, what about you? I think I'm going to go for number six, number six, uh, where it says use your journal as a place for your unedited thoughts, feelings, and reactions. There um, you go. Man, journaling historically for me has always just been a burden. Um, so I think the way to get out of the burdensome journaling trap is just, man, just like what she's saying, unedited thoughts, feelings, reactions, don't like what you're saying. You're not writing th in order for somebody to read it later. You <laughs> know? think you're awesome. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and oh, like, I love what she says, out of this overflow, ask the Holy Spirit to form a godly response, write the response you hear from God. Like that to That's me good. is very interactive with the Lord. Um, so I like that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, giving the spirit a little bit of room to, to work and, and speak. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to go for that and just say, look, Nobody's gonna read this ever, <laughs> you know. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be at your local Goodwill in a hundred years. Right. Yeah. So what do I care? Uh, I have been journaling more frequently though lately. What I and this may sound hoity-toity. Is that a word? That is a word. Okay. That might be two words. <laughs> I think it might be two. Uh, but like, I got like a real nice leather thin journal. Oh man, people people who journal go crazy about the type of journal and the, type and the of pencils the, that the they use. Of yeah, type man. of paper. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what it did. It like sort of increased the like the the weightiness to it yeah. and the importance. You know, like instead of just getting like a one dollar notebook from wherever. It's like yeah. this is like almost has a sacred feel to it for sure. And uh, so that's been actually really helpful. It kind of draws you in and and you want to write in that thing. You yeah. Know? And so we'll see how it goes. I, I think the trick for me is just, man, I've got to find a way to make journaling not a burden. Yeah. Um, and make it really something that is freeing. Absolutely. You know? So that'll be a good experiment. Yeah. That's a good word, man. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on journaling? No, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited for this just to have a nudge to. Yeah, sort of yeah. pick that back up. Uh, same thing with the examine. I think these two are ones that, you know, vaguely familiar, but I needed that kick to sort of 
jumpstart it. Jumpstart and, yep. and add that structure and discipline. So I'm, like so I'm excited. It's going to be good. Awesome. All right. Well, then, uh, okay, we'll get your pens out. Let's do some... Uh, Let's do some journaling. Do, I just turned to what the next one is. Do you know what it is? What's the next one? No, <laughs> I almost want let... you just to turn to it. Pilgrimage. <laughs> We're taking a trip. Formation road trip. <laughs> We're recording the podcast uh, live. You know what? We're going to go to though, Jerusalem. Uh, next week, I am going to Haiti. Well, look, you're going to. That's you're, that's a pilgrimage. You're, there. you're taking that pilgrimage. I, I drive from Collierville to Memphis. That is a pilgrimage. Uh, that is a pilgrimage. <laughs> that is a, a great voyage. You should journal about that. I, I will. All right, I'm there you go. Make it see how I brought that back full circle? I like it. Full All right. circle. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. All right, peace.